Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Uh, well, I have to welcome back my friend Malin to the podcast. Um, how are you feeling? I feel relieved. I am so happy not to be doing that accent anymore. Listeners, if you missed our previous episode, I was doing a Queen's accent. I guess that's what I was a going very good, for. No, do not sell yourself short. You were doing okay. an excellent sort of Ray Romano inspired Queen's accent yeah. to prepare for an audition. You had the audition. Yes. How, did, how, do, how do we think it went? So I feel good about it. I do. Good. I I messed. I I had to restart in the room, which you never want to do. But right. look, when it happens, it happens. And as long as you're quick and professional about it, I think they don't even think twice about it. As long as you don't let it rattle you. Exactly. And I I gotta say, I think that my being in the accent for a full week before the audition really helped. I do. So just yes. a word of advice to all you actors out there: if you can swing it. Try to go method for a full week before an audition. Mm -hmm. Just try it. And maybe I will my next time too. You've really inspired me with this. They thought that it, because I obviously, I was adding a lot to the character because it was sort of minor, but I think they Mm -hmm. really appreciated that I had given her this rich backstory with the the mob connection and Mm -hmm. sort of this disdain for the rich. And, you know, they, they, I think liked that. So did you improvise at all? I did. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, I couldn't tell, you know, the scene was over, you know, there I'm reading, you know, with someone, of course. Right. And, um, I thought, let me just take this moment. And so mm-hmm. I riffed a little bit, uh, sort of on the, on the end of it. And, you know, I was looking to them like cut me off and they weren't. So, so I just kept going. So hopefully they can see that I have that capacity as well. And that that's a fun energy I could bring to the set. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, keep us posted. It's been <sighs> you know such a privilege to be on the journey with you and, uh, Yeah. Exciting yeah. stuff. Yeah. What's new with you? Oh, almost nothing. You know, I've got the haircut, which I already talked about last episode, and it's spring here, but yeah. a lot of rain in New York. So that's sort of what we're dealing with over here. Oh, oh. Well, by the way, I appreciate you getting the book started. That Google Doc that you kicked oh, off for us, good. I really appreciate because I like hey. you put together a little outline for us already and um, just sort of yeah, some just headers. Yeah, just bare bones type of thing. Yeah, not too much, but I thought, why not? Yeah, appreciate I, that. I, I'm sort of a chronic momentum loser in my own hey, creative life. That. And yeah. I would like for us not to lose momentum on this book we're writing. I think there's yeah. a lot of potential. No, same. And I think you putting this scaffolding there is only going to help us mm-hmm. once we've actually kicked off and are, and are raring to go. So appreciate that. You're such a, an amazing creative partner. You just are. So. Oh, stop. Well, let's continue to create together as we recap season three, episode eight of the show, that brought us to one another. How lovely is that? Oh, I love this. And you know who else it brought us to is a lovely friend who's joining us today to recap this episode. She's an actor, and we'll get more into how she ended up on the show and what she's doing now. Please welcome Gwendolyn Hewitt. I'm clapping for myself, gals. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> oh, Gwen, so good to see you as well. What a yes. treat for us. I really have missed you so much. It's so nice to see you both. 
It's really a treat. And, you know, I say it all the time to Malin and same for you. You're L.A. based. Yes. Or, or have you moved since the last time we were in contact? Well, I'm actually bi-coastal now. So it's like oh, the nice the thing about the residuals is as they build mm-hmm. up and you're able to save, you know, I've been able to live on both coasts, which is really nice for me. Oh, that's so great. Well, then, now that you're in New York occasionally, let's get together. I would love that. I'm always regretful oh, that I can't yeah. see Malin more because I'm not in yeah. L.A. these days. Well, I can't. I'm regretful now that I don't see you both more because I'm where both of you are. Well, know. But, you know, we're all busy gals. We were saying yeah, it's this. true. We're so busy. Yeah. Because Gwendolyn, you've been working a lot and we'll get into it. But I see you everywhere. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean... That's the dream, right? It's just, even if yeah. it's small, it's just to like yeah. keep building up where you believe mm-hmm. that you're working. Yeah. Yes. Totally. That budget car commercial you did was so funny. You were so funny in Hilarious. that. Hilarious. Okay, listen, I thought that was going to be one where they saw me and they thought, let's make her like the flow of budget. And it didn't happen, but I feel so proud of the one that I got to do. And of course, anytime that you're with somebody like LeBron James, who's, <laughs> you know, riffing yeah. with you, it's it's just like, you know, it, what a real treat for me. Is he as funny as he came off in that commercial or were you really lobbing him a lot of stuff there? Funnier. I think he <gasps> was, he was alley-ooping to me, if you will. Like, <gasps> really yeah what a treat i get why he's cast in everything now oh my gosh some people have it all right the basketball skills and the comedic chops absolutely wow and i mean social activist what can't this guy do i really appreciate him i wish we kept in touch but you know commercials are different than of course what we did yeah right you don't have that opportunity to build up that family feel that we all got to have on the show right yeah so gwen you play the mayor for several episodes of this show. And then you, of course, come back because, you know, spoiler for those who haven't watched the show or are watching along with us, maybe plug your ears for the next 30 seconds. But mm-hmm. when when Malin's character, Marsha, eventually does decide to run for the big kahuna, the office of mayor of the city of Bristol, she runs against you. And then you're back in that season as well. That's right. Yeah. Both so fun, right? Because we were like, you know, in some of them, it's like we were partners and you were trying to work with That's me. Right. And then the mm-hmm. others, we were foes. But, you know. Yes, <laughs> I know. Fun. I know. And I, I, I still feel kind of bad about those later seasons where I, I think in my personal, you know, dealings with you, I got a little bit hostile because the character was, you know, running against you and I Mullen, didn't know how to we've separate already, the two. No, ah, you're an actor. I look know, at, look I know. at how you booked the Ray Romano part. I mean, or you will, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's yeah, like, you crossed, have yeah. to, yeah. if you have to be nasty to me for a while yeah. in order to really sell you yeah. beating me out in local government, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm a true actor. I, I understand that. And yeah. that stuff happens. Right, right across the industry. I, I remember hearing a story about the filming of Devil Wears Prada, where on the first day, Meryl Streep said to Anne Hathaway, you know, I look forward to working with you. And that's the last nice thing I'm going to say to you. And <gasps> oh, wow. I had never heard that. Me well, neither. she took a page from Mullen's book. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was her. I'm not confident I'm remembering correctly. But you know, you hear so many of these stories over the course of your life that this actor did such and such and so and so. It sounds like Mara. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it tracks for me just what I know of her. Mm-hmm. Obviously not personally met her, but sounds right. Sounds right to me. Yeah. And um, of course, we have to acknowledge that Sarah Paulson is also in this episode. Her arc yes. continues. And yes. not to belabor it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think belabor it. She is just, in this episode, it just, you feel it again, not a comedic actor. 
not she's a just, comedic actor. She's just not. And I don't I think the writers wrote these episodes before actually seeing what she could do. And so there's a world in which, you know, you'd rewrite and you'd find a way to make this a part where she can kind of where she can shine. And that just didn't happen. That didn't happen here. Right, but so you know. beloved. You know, I mean, so, wouldn't it be yes. great for us? Um, we are all obviously talented in every one of the genres, right? Whether it be <laughs> comedy, drama, clowning, whatever we're doing, we're excelling at. But I think a Sarah, she's so dramatic that mm-hmm. all she needs is good comedians like us around her, really, to uplift her. I right. think it ends up working because of us. Uh. I agree. I agree. It it does end up getting pulled off. However, it happens. I will say, you know, and it's so interesting because Sarah had just come off of Studio 60. So you think, OK, it's a show about a sketch comedy, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. how, but yeah, gosh. Yeah. And again, Sarah, if you're listening, nothing but respect for you. Of course. And, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. You know, she'll only be in a few more episodes. So hopefully I won't have to bring up my opinions on her too mm-hmm. many more times. Right. But it is important, I think, because listeners come and they go. And as people dip in and out, it's important they get the mm-hmm. full picture. So we will be repeating it every time, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the that's the glory of your bo- podcast, I think, right? All the listeners <laughs> want to know what was really going on and what your personal feelings were for everyone. So if you, And yours. If you, exactly. If we and yours, yeah. down and are just like, we loved Sarah the whole time, that doesn't really do justice of why right. they're tuning in. I think, Malin, I think you just got to keep letting it go, you know? Okay. Like, keep talking about it okay you gave me permission i'm gonna be going (laughs) off i guess okay oh this is so fun gwendolyn it is just amazing to have you here and i'm reminded of the energy that you brought to set Mm -hmm. that's so so nice things just change when you've got gwendolyn hewitt around you you know yeah it's almost like the reverse of the tammy hawkins curse where tammy hawkins comes on set and there's legs breaking and noses bleeding when gwen hewitt's on set People are chatting together at the craft services table. They are in one another's trailers and the doors are open to those trailers, right? We're not all so siloed yeah. off. We're, we're enjoying spending time together. And I think, wow, that, that's, yeah. that's your effect. I found $20 in the jacket pocket of wardrobe this uh, episode. No You're way. kidding. Mullen, what'd you use it on? You know what? I think I bought a few Dr. Peppers with it. That's delicious. That's exactly right. That was was kind of an after work treat for me in those days. I would um, pop on over to the Gelson's and and pick up a few Dr. Peppers. So Mm. that's probably where those dollars went. uh, Can or bottle? Oh, I'm a can girl. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's the right answer there. That is the right answer. (laughs) It's just crisper that way, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And Gwen, are you still a Coke Zero girl? Oh, do I love Coke Zero, but I prefer out of the bottle. So that okay. is a little bit harder. I do find that in Europe it does taste better, the uh-huh. Coke Zero out of the bottle. So I, you know, sometimes we'll just pop over there just to really, you know, get my soda fixes. Wow. Um, oh, and so yes. when you call yourself by coastal, I think we can safely say tri coastal. If you're popping over to Europe for soda, that's yeah. that's international. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, of course I didn't I didn't mean that even as a as a brag by any means. No, I and just, you wouldn't. You know, some people like their fountain drinks from McDonald's. I like my Coke Zero from a bottle in Europe. It's just like, you know, yeah. it's a different preference kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and we are so blessed in this life to be able to experience things like that, like a European mm-hmm. soda. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's easy to forget that not everyone has had a soda in Europe. But listeners, if you can get there, you know, get your passport and get to Europe and try a soda. Because mm-hmm. these are the kinds of experiences in life that are going to expand your mind and open you up to not only different drinks, but different people different as people, well. people, culture, yeah. mm-hmm. a way of life. Absolutely. 
Yes. I'm looking forward to drinking a lot of soda with my girls in Barcelona when we go there in June. Oh my gosh. What's the weather going to be like in June? Oh my gosh. In Barcelona, in the, in yeah. the Mediterranean, I have to imagine sunny skies every day. I haven't nice looked hot, yet. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Yes. Quite hot, but um, a muy, beautiful muy level of humidity. Cool. Mm. Muy caliente. Yes. yes. No, that is not spicy, calor is what I was trying to say, I think. Yes. Ase calor, yes. Gwen, the two of us have been embarking on a an adventure to learn Spanish and... What we said a few episodes ago is that eventually we would like to be able to record. We'd like to hit such a skill level with it that we can comfortably record an entire episode of this podcast in Spanish by the end. I am, as I keep going with my little class I'm taking, I'm not confident I'll get there in the Uh, amount of time. For you, you just gave me two different ways of saying that a place was going to be hot. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's like if I, I, that's that's got to be beyond beginner level. You know, that's that's at this point you're conversationally variation wise doing great for me at least. Wow. Oh yeah, what a helpful reframe. I think Kelly. I think by season seven we might be able to do it. I mean, we've got some time, and I think with some vocabulary specific instruction, you know, maybe around acting and being mm. on set. You know, I think it's just some some gaps in our vocab, and once we get those fixed up. You know, the verbs, the conjugation, that'll come to us. And right. people will know what we mean, even if we're not nailing the, you know, past tense in every verb Absolutely. conjugation. Right? Yeah. right. Oh, that's such a nice thing to remember. Yes. As, as long as you're understood, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. How you sound. Wow. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis for the episode that we're recapping Ooh, yes. today, just so it's done. But then we continue to chat about whatever we want, isn't as we always do. Mm-hmm. The mayor of Bristol... That's me. (laughs) Uh Boards the bus to check out the candidates for mayor's treasurer. Meanwhile, Sammy has a deportation scare. (sighs) Oh, gosh. I hate that arc for Sammy. I mean, that was really tough. And it's tough to watch back. Yeah, that's one of those where you think, you know, in season one, I think we have the police brutality episode. You have to give it to the writers for trying yeah. to tackle some of these issues in a 30-minute mm-hmm. comedy. Well, listen, mm-hmm. this is this is local government, right? So yeah. we're talking about myself, obviously, as the mayor, and these are some of the issues going on. This is a government arc, I think. I, yeah. I think that this yeah. is a great way to kind of showcase, you know, a mayor of a town needs a treasurer. And also, people are getting deported. This is, you know, this yeah. is our government. Right. Mm-hmm. This is, is the reality of small-town America, I yes. guess, and... Right, we can't shy away from it, but the, yeah, the discomfort remains for me when I when I watch this episode back. Sure. And, you know, my views on immigration, even I, I would say, are more conservative than either of yours. And even for me, this is a hard one to watch back. Huh. And we don't need to get into no. Yeah, I was going to ask your... a follow up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I will say, you are such a presence, Gwendolyn. Mm-hmm. And when you come on board, it's almost like we didn't even need to intro the character. It's so right. clear this is a leader. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a real example of the writing matching a talent, mm-hmm. right? It's just a perfect marriage of confidence and competence. Yes, and you march up those steps yes, onto the bus. Yeah, and funny jokes as well, mm-hmm. of course. Well, we can't you forget. Know, I, I ran for um, president of my middle school. 
right? So it's like, uh, that's not method acting, right? But I think I started young yes. wanting to get into the weeds uh, just on my, per- this is not my actor side, this is my personal side. When right. I get into the weeds of like, are we serving healthy school lunches? And um, mm-hmm. is our start time supposed to be earlier or later based off of, you know, when kids learn best? I, right. I just was interested right. in government. So I want to say that, you know, some in some roles, like my budget car commercial, we're acting, right? Like I don't work at a budget car. Right, place, of right? course not. But, right, right, yeah. right. That's so silly. But this really <laughs> didn't feel at all like acting for me. This really, Ugh. this one felt sort of like home where it was wow. just like, a, yeah, it just felt a lot more natural to be like, oh, I think I'm just like a really strong, opinionated woman who yeah. leads, you know? So yeah. it was just felt a, a little more fluid. Have you in your life considered running for office as you, you know, you're obviously still booking enough Ugh. that you're not thinking of a, a backdoor career. You've got a Same career. but question. I would vote for you in a second. Mm-hmm. Would you really? Uh, oh, see, this yeah. Is, oh, my gosh. Yes. I feel like I, I would love to run. I feel like I would have the general support of any part of America that I was in, you know, well, right. I'm, you just sort of have to pick oh, one, yeah. I guess. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So oh, I, right, I think at yeah. some point I absolutely will run for office. I just can't, I, I'm trying to think of like who I want to model after. Like, do I want to be the Arnold Schwarzenegger where I go governor? Do I want to oh. be the Reagan where I go president? I'm, right. I'm, I'm not sure yet, but I'm pretty sure I will be like, I'll be well known for both things at some point in my life. Yeah, I see that for you. I really do. And I do think what you learned on this show could maybe help you just win a local race first and then you build up. A New York City Council seat, for example, you would have my vote in a heartbeat. Um, I don't know where your place in New York is or, you know, if that has any bearing on where you run. I don't know enough about local politics, I'm ashamed to say. But I I think they like it when you live in the place uh, Mm -hmm. that you're trying to represent. That's my understanding. Yeah, Yeah, So move to the Upper East and I'll vote for you. (laughs) 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 Sounds good, Kel. Then I'd be closer to you anyway. Yeah. Because when you think about it, isn't politics just sort of a performance, right? You you probably have to go to these fundraisers and and put on a show for these people Mm -hmm. and shake hands. And like we were saying, the energy you brought to set, I can just see you bringing that to a campaign trail and Mm -hmm. to these events where you got to, you know, kiss the baby, shake the hand, you know, be among the people. You would excel at that, Gwen. That's so kind of you to say. I I really like, you know, I think for most of us, most of the time we think we're actors first, right? We're actors first, Mm -hmm. we're actors first, Mm -hmm. but we're really people first, right? We're people first. You know, the the people who are voting for the people in office are also actors as well, right? I mean, so it's like, if you just I would argue that almost every profession is some sort of acting and that we've touched on this before in the podcast, spying, you're acting. Uh, you're you're pretending to be someone else. Politics. You're acting. Yeah. Attorney. You're acting. You're performing yeah. for a courtroom. Mm-hmm. Teaching. You're acting. One hundred percent. I totally agree. So I think if you come to people where they are and realize baseline one, they're all actors, and then two, mm-hmm. they're also all people, then mm-hmm. you can yeah. really like connect with just about anyone. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so helpful for me the next time I'm having difficulty with someone in my life, you know, one of the girl's teachers or a service worker somewhere, just to say, hey, they're an actor. remind yourself they're an act. They're acting. They're an too. actor. Yep. They're acting too. When are we not? I mean, the door closes in our room at night and the lights are off and maybe then we're not acting. But the rest right. of the day, we're all just yeah. humans acting, right? Sometimes I'm I'm brushing my teeth and I realize I'm performing brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm wow. not even really getting back there 
in the molars, right? I'm just, I'm going Uh-oh. through the motions and, and then I have to start again. I have to actually do it for real the next time. Did anyone else? <laughs> it's just, I'm just so used to that seeming normal and it's not, right. it's like actually when you really brush your teeth, it's messy and yeah. you got to get back there. It doesn't yeah. always look as cute as you want it to. I will say right, that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It was sort of a problem I was having with my husband is I, you know, for as wide as his mouth would go when he was brushing his teeth. Oh, Gwen, this is a recent update that I think I might not have been able to share with you because we, you know, we haven't caught up in a little bit, but Derek and I have separated just for the time being. Yeah. (sighs) Kelly, I, I listen as a single woman myself, I want to say I'm proud of you. This is thank you. I just, you know, as I have evolved, as I've gone through a couple divorces, I have right. realized you you are complete who you are. And you don't yes. you know, mm. and we like him, he is great, but you don't need you don't need him. No. I yeah. and you know, that's what my friend Seth McFarland keeps reminding me as well, mm. is that I am fine on my own. If I yeah. want to expand yes. my life to incorporate a romantic partner again in the future, I can do that. But it, it'll, it'll be on my terms this time. Absolutely. You know, Derek mm-hmm. and I got married so quickly and um, didn't really think all of it through. So, yeah. Well, it's hard to even know what to think through when you're young and in love like you two were. Yeah. Yeah. What is, uh, what is Seth up to these days? Are you guys, when's the last time you saw him? I feel like I haven't oh. heard about him in a little bit. Right. Yeah. I've been trying to keep things a little discreet because, uh, you know, he's a public figure as well. And I don't want to say too much about him here, but we're in regular contact. You know, he is LA based, so we're not physically seeing each other often, but we're, we're talking a good amount. Yeah. Um, Do you think that like you're open to the possibility that like he could be a future romantic partner for you? Or is that like, I don't even mean to put that into your brain if that's not something that you've even gone there. You're asking the question that I think we're all wondering. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know. Mm. I hadn't mm. really allowed myself to go there mentally, but he is just such an easy person to talk to and the girls really like him. So it hasn't and... occurred to you once. Cause I think, and I'll just speak for myself <laughs> and I'm, well, no, I'll, I'll take a guess at what everyone listening for me. That was the first thing I thought of mm. when he came. Well, into you are a life. man and a woman. So we're all going, Yeah, we're like, all thinking, okay, how those two friends together. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. so interesting because yeah. I was introduced to him in a professional context. He was looking at my doodles and trying to hire me as an animator. <laughs> interesting. So God, what doesn't he do? Isn't that true? <laughs> right. He just does everything. This is yeah. another reason why I think he'd be a good match for you. Again, I'm not trying to push anything, but yeah. Wow. Quinn, do you know Seth at all from the biz? You know what? I um I did a couple voices for him a couple times. Um, but I wouldn't say that like I know him as much as um like now that I'm being recorded on the podcast, I would go like, Yeah, I know of him. Maybe like at a party, I would go like he's a friend of mine. You know, you yes, can like stretch it totally. if people don't yes. really have the ability to fact check. But um uh-huh. yeah, I, what a nice guy. What a, what do they call it? Like a multi conglomerate? I mean, like he just really does it all. He does the doodles, sure. he does the voices, he does yeah. the humans stuff he does the bears right um so yes. he's doing a lot of things yeah he mm-hmm. did make ted didn't he i always forget that about him yes 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 ted, he was American the voice Dad. of the human yeah, and mm-hmm. the bear right i mean talk about talk about acting right yeah i mean that's definitely some of what has drawn me to him as a person and a friend is just is a talented guy and there's no denying that um but i'm so sorry i don't mean to speak so much about someone who's not here. No, look, uh, this is our chance to catch up. Yeah. Thank you. We, this is yeah. the stuff I want to know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
TBD on a lot mm. of life. I've got to say it's, it's been an interesting couple months and we'll see how I come out the other end. Hmm. We're well, rooting if, for you. Really? Oh, always. And I know always, our listeners yeah. are as well. Kelly, Absolutely. I hope you're seeing those emails that we're getting from everyone. Yes. People it's been pouring so nice. their hearts out about their mm-hmm. divorces, connecting mm-hmm. with you, about yours. And it's really been lovely to see. Yeah. I almost wish that we had had the podcast going, Mullen, when you went through your last divorce from John. You're telling because me. I didn't hear from any fans. People, right. I was suffering in silence. None. No one knew. Right. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I mean, people who I knew knew, but I didn't have strangers who knew. And I think strangers sending emails has been so helpful. (laughs) I can't, I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause mine mostly happened pre Instagram. I'm not even having people finding the last, you know, photo with John too. And, and being like, what haven't posted him in a while. What's going on? Like I could have benefited from that, you know? Oh, oh, what you would have benefited from that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you can't go back now and no, no. post old dates and things and then say, you no, know, we're no longer together. But yeah. are you and Mike on good terms? Um, listen, because this is something I worry about modeling for my daughters, the, the negativity towards my ex-husband that I feel I worry about. I worry about that. How, how do you get it mm. there? Well, we, we never became parents, so it is a right. little bit different. Right. So I, I do want to say that. Um, but, uh, I think, no, I, I cut him out completely, but that's how I operate <laughs> is like, if we're going to divorce, I don't ever want to speak to you again, because then it's, mm-hmm. um, then it's too complicated, right? right. You're again, living in a compromised, yeah, yep. sort of Kelly, yep. I feel again, like I'm, I'm like bragging in front of you because it's like, you can't do that when no. he is tied to your kids. So yeah. yes. Um, but no, as soon as we divorced, I just said like, I, I'm never going to speak to you again. I brought blocked his number. Um, I just sort of moved on. I don't think I've, you know, even that actually heard somebody say his name to me in years. So, um, Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. And I hope I haven't brought up anything. No, bad, it's a but... great reminder that I was married to Mike. I just uh-huh. don't think yeah. about it ever again, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well, but you're going to find the balance. You're going to find the balance thank you. where, um, you hate the person, but you have to co like co-parent with them and sometimes cohabitate and do vacations and holiday. You'll figure right. that out. Totally. A sort of sick thing that I have in my head. And I wonder if you do too with Mike is Derek's not going to be able to not think about me because I'm going to be booking and he's, he's going to see, see me on, on the TV. He's going <laughs> to yeah. see me in movies. He's going to see me on billboards. And I'm sure mm-hmm. when Mike pops on that TV, he sees you opposite LeBron James in a budget commercial. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the luxury of not thinking about you. This is exactly right. My very first acting teacher at NYU Tisch said to me, the best revenge you'll get for any situation is to book. And I have really uh-huh. carried that with me. So mm-hmm. that's gone through divorces, uh, friendships that I have purposefully cut out, um, people mm-hmm. who have wronged me that I have decided to hate forever. You know, those things are just like, Gwen, you just keep on booking. And they're every time mm-hmm. they turn on their TV, they're going to mm-hmm. go, that was the best thing I ever had. You know, she's winning. She's exactly. beating me at this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of winning, Gwen, can you talk to us about auditioning for this role? Yes. Oh, gosh. Ages ago, I know. But but our listeners really love these stories about how people joined the Writing Around family. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I love your stories, too. I, it's always so fun to listen to everybody's individual yeah. stories of how it works. Because they're all so different. Yeah. They're all so different. This was one where the script came to me, right? And um, I think this is the same for uh, the two of you where I just said, 
I'm the mayor. Like I, ju- I just knew in my soul, like I'm the mayor. Even the way that they broke down the power suits that they she wore, like mm-hmm. it would just be like little off things, like uh, you know, mayor in lilac suit, and I would go like that, that, that's me. Like I right. know that that's me. So I told my reps, like whatever you have to do to continue furthering me along with this, do it. And so I went in the room. Uh, I had every outfit that I had like read for the sides that I had. Uh, I did like costume changes in there. So it's, you know, oh. it's like if she was wearing like a in the room, at one point, in the room, I did it right in the room. Oh. And I, you know, changed my different jackets to show all the different scenes. I really wanted to, you know, uh, flesh her out. But I just, um, I actually would say I leave every audition going. I know I booked that. Um, but this one, I really left going. I know I booked that. And then I did. Yeah. Know, amazing. Um, yeah. I don't think I I had a callback. But I think by that point, they said, they, they just knew. And I yeah. knew. Mm-hmm. So I would say it was just pure fun. I just, I knew she was for me. And I had just the best time in the room. Yes. Oh, that's so fun. Malin and I both initially when we auditioned for the pilot, both auditioned for the role of the the absolute lead the of lead. the show, yeah. right. Tom, the right. the driver of the bus. And, and I, I said, that's me. I right. read it and Mom I said, the driver, that's me. And, right. it and they were cool enough to be gender neutral about it. So we, we could visualize ourselves as mm-hmm. that role in a way that I think now, of course, knowing Gus McKinnick, I think, no, that's Tom. It was always um, Gus playing Tom, of course. Okay, we so know Mollen, you don't you don't hold that. Like, do you still sometimes see you as Tom? I mean, do you ever Ooh. like watch the, do you watch the episodes back and go, I would have done that a little bit differently and that could have been really funny. Yeah. I mean, confession here, I do sometimes when I'm rewatching have to hit pause so I can give a reading of the line that Gus has just said, because I, <laughs> he's obviously a star and everything he yes, does, of course. Every, everyone loves, but it is not exactly how I would do that. And I actually do that with a lot of the parts on the show. I, that's Have you ever done it with mine? Be honest. Oh, I, yes, I have. I have. I have. It just, wow. yeah, I, I find it's a fun way to stretch as an actor. Yes. You know, is to pause and then kind of correct uh-huh. everyone uh-huh. as I go through the episode and say, mm, I would have done it this way. And and my husband actually now, he tells me that I could probably be a director. That probably means I have a directorial yes. eye in terms Absolutely. of performance. Now, don't get me started with all the lenses and everything. That's beyond the scope. But I do think on a performance level, I, I've been so many parts mm. that I think I – there's little I couldn't do at this point. And you're, yes. you guys are catching me on a confident day because, you know, sometimes I don't feel like this. But mm-hmm. but today, that's, that's, that is how I'm feeling. And maybe that's like Gwendolyn's spirit, you know, creeping into my, mm. yes. my soul here. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I recommend any aspiring actors who are listening to this, I recommend you try this because it, it, it's a helpful exercise. Yes, Mom, I see you. You could be director. You could be casting director. You could be mm. a s- producer. You have all of what it takes to see like the inception of an episode, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, Gus yeah. read it one way, but you she's writing know- too. Gwen, she's yeah, writing, writing now as well. Yeah, of yeah. course you are. Absolutely, of course you are. Thank you. I mean, it's just yeah. again, you are the Seth MacFarlane of our generation, and <gasps> I, it's I really mean it. You know? Yeah. Wow, Kelly, you have two Seths in your life. Did you know? Did you realize that? <laughs> I didn't, and now I, gosh, I'm uh, my my cup runneth over. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of just need an opportunity to go off and do my thing the way that Seth yes. has been given that opportunity. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and you know that's just. That's going to happen one day. I know it. But mm-hmm. right now, things are just a little bit slow. But I, 
It's coming. It's coming. I know it's it coming. Is. Of course it's coming. Everything comes. I mean, uh, the way that this opportunity opened up for you, not only with just your podcast, but the way that you got onto the show, it's just like, of course it will come in due time. And sometimes the mm-hmm. stretches are longer, but right. yeah. Yes. Well, let's talk about when our two characters first meet. Because oh, I'm yeah. on the bus, you know, yes. and I'm doing my campaigning. I'm really just riding the bus, but I guess I'm doing it with an attitude now of yes, what needs changing around here and, and where can we be allocating money a little more smartly? Mm-hmm. And you board the bus because I guess you're going around town and you're meeting everyone who is running for this position. Mayor's right. treasurer. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know, my character doesn't know that you're coming on the bus. <laughs> so she's a little bit <laughs> flustered to say the least, right? I go into a little yes. bit of a panic, which was so fun to play. It's so true because it's like, and again, these are the things, um, I actually think this happened when you and I met as real human people, but it's like yeah. my presence when you first meeting me can knock you over anyway, right? Yes, so like, 100%. Um, imagine not just me, but me acting as someone that's just like that. It's, right. I mean, it's like you probably didn't even have to act. You were probably just flustered seeing me anyway. Yeah, so, so funny. high status. Yeah. Yes, high status and a yes. little sexual, I would say. The, oh, the well. sort of way you you drop into the seat in front of Malin by sort of swinging your body on the pole <laughs> and then and then dropping down, <laughs> turning around and saying, "Hey there." And right, that right. was a note that I uh, I know that the writers didn't do that. And I knew how I felt about Malin. So I knew that I mm. wanted to add that in. So that was like a very specific choice by me, actually. Yes. Oh, wow. And I was shocked because in the table read, I didn't get to see that physicality. Right. Mm-hmm. And so right. when you enter the scene and I'm finally, you know, just getting to see, to behold the entirety of Mrs. Mayer, you know, plopping down like that in front of me. I shouldn't, plopping isn't the right word. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of a gracefully, plop. Yeah. yeah, but it's, uh, there's a sensuality that's not really right. conveyed when you say plop. Right, right. Yeah, what a moment. What a oh. moment. And it's so funny too, because me meeting the mayor has no bearing on whether the people of Bristol will vote for Choose me, right? you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I still have to go out and earn those votes. But obviously I'm hoping you'll put in a good word with the people. Mm-hmm. And as we'll learn in later episodes, I don't I don't get that good word from you. Sure. Right. In large part because of what happens between you two today on this bus. I mean <laughs> a hilarious The hijinks, right? It's oh just absolute mm-hmm. hijinks. Yes. Yeah. Oh gosh. At one point with you on Marsha's lap, I mean this stuff, you can't <laughs> Well, you can't make it up. You know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't make you it up, and yet they did. <laughs> it's exactly right. You can't make this stuff up, but they wrote it, you know, and <laughs> it affected our friendship, of course. Like, you know, uh, but, but. Yeah, totally. And what real friendship, let's be honest, doesn't have those moments? Those bumps in the road. Can't be all positive all the time. It just can't. As much as I'd love, it just can't be like that. <laughs> Kelly, did we get a listener question this week? We did. As a matter of fact, we got a question from Sonia M. of Anchorage, Alaska, who wants to know, we never learned the mayor's real name, but do you know her name? Okay. So uh, we don't ever learn her name, right? Right. right. Mrs. Mayor. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. But I felt like an Alexandria. Mm. Okay. Oh. You know, that's another town in Virginia, of course. Uh, yes. A, a bigger town, and, I would say. In antiquity also, you know, big library. That's, and That's right. Yes. Uh, so uh, we never speak her name. I actually made sure that everybody called me Mrs. Mayor or Miss mm-hmm. Mayor or Ms. Mayor, depending on um, the scene and the situation. Um, but <laughs> I knew for me, 
that, Mm -hmm. you know, Alexandria felt a little, you know, like status driven, like that that felt like who I thought she was. Yeah. Yes. When she marches onto that bus, she's in Alexandria. And it's funny too, the way you toggle between Mrs. Mayor, Ms. Mayor and Miss Mayor. And again, all of that funny, you know, hilarious sort of, I think of um, Megan Mullally in Parks and Rec, her character. Oh yeah. Yes. I think the way that you played this similar to her, just like when it's Miss Mayor, it's a little flirty. When it's Ms. Mayor, that's when you got really sort of raunchy almost. And that's acting, right? That's acting. We can take the smallest thing, whether it be a Z mm-hmm. or an ISS or a RS period, and mm-hmm. that can change who mm-hmm. we are, you know, whether I'm flirting with Malin or mm-hmm. whether I'm, you know, making rules about Bristol or whether I am, you know, crying in a corner, whatever it right. might be, you can then shift between those characters. So cool to watch you make those choices. And I just, yeah, I had a really great time watching this one back. Yeah. I, it's yeah. so, it's, this show is really hitting its stride in this third season. And it's such a, you know, such a bummer then when the writer's strike does come and interrupt mm-hmm. that flow we had. I mean, of course we got it back, but it does mm-hmm. take time to come back from something like that. Absolutely. But I love this season mostly because, I mean, this is where I got to meet the two of you. So uh, this season blesses me to the moon and back because, you know, uh, it's uh, now it it changed my life in a lot of different ways. But then I also got to meet you, too. Oh, Gwen, it's been so lovely having you. You're, of course, very busy as, you know, not the face of budget, but a a face of budget in the commercial Mm. with LeBron James. (laughs) Are you working on anything else right now that we can plug for our listeners? You know, I have actually been working with this great comedian. She is co-writing a movie right now, actually. Her name is Amanda Giobi. She lives in (gasps) Brooklyn as well. Not as fancy a part of Brooklyn as I live in, but she lives um, a little bit further out. But she's been co-writing a movie where she's doing a female reboot of The 40-Year-Old Virgin. You are not serious. Uh, Oh, I'm totally serious. I know another person doing... Yeah, I was going to say, I think this has come up on the podcast. Yes, an all-female reboot of The 40-Year-Old Virgin. So what is happening is, I think once Amanda had the idea, there were a lot of people that said, well, she didn't copyright it, so let's see who can Uh, hump out the movie first. But anyway, she's a total star. Uh, I love working with her. It's nice to work with people who like haven't really made it yet, you know, um, to Mm -hmm. sort of watch them look to you and say, that's what I aspire to be. They're hungry. Yes, yes, they're really hungry. So you can I can't a imagine follow. a better mentor in the industry than you as oh, well. I mean, yeah. how lucky is she? That is so nice of you. Well, and, I, you know, she might be the next treasurer of the mayor to my life, you know? <laughs> well, she is. Oh. And I'm sorry, I cut you off and you were saying, where, where can we find her? Oh, you know, um, well, she's very anti-Twitter, um, but you can mm-hmm. find her on Instagram, which is probably as bad of a platform. But yeah, she's on there. She really loves local news as well. This is why I sort of like feel like a kindred spirit to her. She loves yes. local news. And uh, yeah, what a, what a spectacular performer. I haven't seen anyone quite like her because she's not really a comedian. She's something totally different than anyone else, I think. Uh, okay, so that's really Amanda cool. Giobi. On yes, Amanda Instagram. Giobi. Fantastic. Yes. I'll check her out. And and go see her movie when it comes out in theaters first. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if anyone else thinks they want to get in on this great script idea, just don't. Okay, we got just enough stop. of the versions yeah. of this going around. So, But you know what? They made like three friends with benefits, right? Uh, so maybe do it. Maybe just maybe just keep putting them out and give more female reboots right. of the A same thing. A rising tide lifts all boats. Ooh. Uh, I love a good reminder. 
Mm-hmm. I had the whole, you know, crabs in a bucket mentality, but you're right. Rising tide lifts all boats. Mm-hmm. But the, both nautical, which is so interesting. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show. You can follow us at Riding Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And send your thoughts and questions to our email address, ridingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and review us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you leave your favorite Riding Around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hack, hack.